I was just saying earlier that it's people would rather just sit there and talk about their talk to you about their sex life than they would about <laughs> so true <laughs> about their, their money you're not their gonna worries. ask me to do that are you because it's, it's pretty bleak <laughs> i got uh, much more to say about money <laughs> welcome to my money my story where we chat to some amazing people about their money story and hear just how much money can really impact your life and i'm your host Tammy Barton, founder and director of My Budget. We begin today by acknowledging the Kaurna people, traditional custodians of the land on which we are recording our podcast today. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and we would like to extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Thank you, Davo, for <laughs> coming in today and sharing your time with us. I'm very excited to speak to you. So Davo is one of our wonderful My Budget clients, but she's more than that. We have a relationship because Davo also works at a radio station here in Adelaide. So yes. Davo is a little bit of a celebrity as well. Mm. And <laughs> Don't I mean, yeah, sure. You are, you are. Okay. Don't play it down. Don't play it down. <laughs> so I'm really excited to delve more into your story. Now, of course, I've heard your story before, but lots of our listeners haven't, and it's very inspirational. Oh, thank and you. I think also for the, the the younger generations coming through, listening to you being so candid and authentic about your experiences will be really helpful for people that are listening. Yeah. So let's jump straight into it. Davo, tell us a little bit about your story and your journey and you can start as early as you like the influence that maybe your parents had on you or just your journey and your relationship, I suppose, to to money and nothing's off limits. So, yeah, no worries. Um, be as candid as you like. No worries. Thank you so much for having me, Tammy. I'm very excited to be here today and I really love my budget, as you know, so I'm sure we'll get into all of that as we go through. But, yeah, thanks for having me, first of all. But my story would be, I guess I could start with, I used to be a travel agent, so I was a travel agent for about eight years and I loved that job for a really long time, but I got to a point where I wasn't feeling fulfilled in it and I knew that I needed something more. And so I got to the age of about 28 and I was—I mean, I listened to radio my whole life. I've always loved it. And when I was a kid, I mean, my first memories of radio is Triple M coming to my primary school and my dad rang up and donated $50 to the cause that they were doing and they got me on air and I just thought it was the coolest thing of all time. So after that, I really listen to the radio quite actively and I've always loved it. And it got to a point in my 20s where I was listening to that many podcasts, I was listening to that many shows and I thought, I need to do something about this. I need to start my own podcast or something. And I Googled uh, how to do a podcast and Australian radio school actually came up on my Google search and I decided to enroll into Australian radio school and I was, it was only a, I think a 12-week course or something like that. And I did really well in this course and I didn't really expect anything from it. I was quite, and it's hard to believe when you meet me now, but I was quite <laughs> timid, uh, not very much confidence. And I finished this course and Sean Craig Murphy from SAFM said, hey, you've got something special. And so I decided that, you know what, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to oh go for it. Let's just do it. Why not? Let's just go for radio. So I went traveling overseas for a few months and then came back and started volunteering at Fresh. And well, that's sort of where what, it all what began. What a brave move, quitting your job. I mean, listening to you speak now, though, like your voice, it's you, 
um, Sean Craig Murphy was absolutely <laughs> right because you've got something there and I'm I'm glad you had that person in your life who encouraged you to embrace that because we want to hear this voice and you're just <laughs> amazing on the, on air and I just love the banter that you guys have there at Fresh FM. Thank and you. Fresh, Fresh FM, of course, are a big supporter of ours too and we love them just as much right back. It's a beautiful partnership. Yeah, it's, so, it's great. So you then started volunteering at Fresh FM? Yes, so I was volunteering with Loz and Tomo at Fresh 92.7. They were the breakfast show at the time and I was doing breakfast producing, a lot of social media stuff and anything they wanted me to do, I put my hand up and I was their front row centre keen to do it. Obviously not working was quite difficult as well, but I ended up finding a sort of mid like a a midway job doing call centre work Mm -hmm. um, part-time so then I could still follow my radio stuff. And eventually I was at Fresh for about a year and a half and the content director at the time said, hey, there's a job going in Port Augusta on breakfast radio and I think you should apply for it. So off I went. I applied for this job. I pretended that I could be a newsreader. I was never a newsreader. <laughs> um, I'm too silly for that too sort of Too much personality? Yeah. <laughs> so, no offence to any newsreaders. No. So I was like, yeah, I can do that. I can do anything. Went there, was there for three months and then Loz and Tomo got a new opportunity and they sort of said, hey, would love you for you to apply for the job. I did. I got the job and I can tell you it was uh, it was that day that I got the call to say you're going to be on the breakfast show. I I the feeling I can't actually describe it. It was a dream come true. I couldn't believe that me being who I was growing up and which is quite a self-conscious person to being on breakfast radio which meant photo shoots, billboards, bus stops. It was just yeah, I couldn't believe it. Well, congratulations because it was absolutely well-deserved. As I said, I listened to you guys and and you're just amazing and, and you bounce really well off people and you've got the most genuine, beautiful personality. Oh, so thank you. I'm really excited to, to have you here on the show and unpack a little bit more of that personality as well as your journey and in particular the, the journey as it relates to your finances. Now, I'm yes. sure quitting your job as brave as and courageous as that was, I'm sure that would have had an impact on your finances, right? When your oh. income stops coming in and you still have bills to pay, mm-hmm. then it does have a bit of an impact on on your situation. Definitely. So when, like I said, I, I quit my job, we went overseas, which we'd already had planned uh, with, with my partner at the time. And then after that, we sort of came back and like I said, I worked part-time, but yeah, it was really hard to sort of get back on top of my finances. And then on top of that, I, I went through a breakup at that time and I was with my partner for about 10 years. So oh. when you think for a long-term relationship, we had everything together mm-hmm. and then being, oh, and then of course the pandemic was there as well. We mm. just, it was all coming at me. So I'd lost my part-time job with the pandemic. Mm. Then my relationship broke down. Um, and then I really felt like I was starting again. I was age 29, starting again from scratch and getting a job in radio meant that I had to move you know, four hours away. So on top of no money coming in, moving house twice, uh, yeah, it was a real struggle, absolutely. And when you have a relationship breakdown, it's not just the emotional burden that that that, that, that puts on you, but it's then, like you say, it's splitting all the finances, Mm -hmm. it's potentially one person's taking the debt, the other one isn't, or and it's just... The, the fine and you and you and in some cases I've seen where people lose half of everything you mm. know and and that's normal but it's just also 
an additional stress oh, huge. when you have that breakdown and then do that in the in the pandemic and yes. you know you've got a triple whammy you know yeah it was it was definitely a very interesting time in my life it was definitely a very hard time in my life but you know I always say everything sort of happens for a certain reason and everything has sort of come together since then of course yeah so and how was it so I know how was it living in Port Augusta? Oh, living in Port Augusta, I actually <laughs> really enjoyed it. I know I, I mean, and I say that I say that I think because I'm not living there now. You know, yeah. when I was there, my house that I was living in, cockroaches everywhere. My air conditioner <laughs> broke down every two seconds. It was 45 degrees. It was hot, but I actually loved the freedom. And every weekend, I'd go out. I'd go and do you know day trips to Point Lowly or Corn, which are these beautiful. Just describe spots. to people where Port Augusta is, because some people might not know. Of course, yeah. So Port Augusta is about four hours inland from Adelaide, yep. and it is hosh. It's bush. It's 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 out in the desert. It's country as they come. So yep. yeah, it was definitely an adjustment compared to my life here. But like I said, I look back and with such fond memories because I enjoyed my time. Yeah, I I mean I just absolutely love adore country people or people yeah. from the country and I've I've always had like a little secret fantasy of you know living in the country for a yeah. little bit but I um, mean I don't think I'll I don't think I'll actually get around to it but I, I love visiting and I love the the quiet and I love just the people the people yeah. just make the country towns just beautiful I've only been to Port Augusta once but I just remember it being so hot and dry. Yes, that is two things that it certainly is. Absolutely. But I, yeah, like I said, really good experience and I'm so glad that I did it. And what about your friends and family at the time, moving away from them? How were they supportive and everybody? Yeah, definitely. I think for me, I it was good to have a little bit of a clean slate at the time. So getting away from Adelaide was awesome. And I didn't have that pressure of daily life of, um, you know, I guess, social things and whatever, I could just sort of really focus on myself and my career, which was perfect for the timing. Which was, yeah, exactly probably what you needed right at that time. When we've, when we've smoke, spoken before in the in the past, you've said to me that you've, you've often compared yourself to others, which many of us do, and we have to stop ourselves doing it. Yes. And I think particularly as women, we're more, we have more self-judgment. Mm-hmm. And then we compare ourselves to the to our neighbors and our friends and and family and and I know you've mentioned to me before that that's something that you've done in the past can you talk to me about that because I think a lot of our listeners will be able to relate to that because and especially those female listeners because yeah. we do that so often well I think because we are female I think males uh they don't self-reflect as often as they should let's be <laughs> honest um but I think I've always felt that way since I was a kid I always felt a little bit different to other kids I had a different sort of family set up to other kids my dad was physically disabled and my mum worked a lot and I sort of felt like I've, I've always been a foot taller than everyone else and which, I just which is comes in handy if you play basketball yes, take it from me I'm a little shorty yeah well there you go I always dreamed of being taller yeah see that's the thing the grass is always greener yes. but yeah I think I always felt different to other kids and so even when it got got into my 20s and stuff I I, I don't know how to explain it I just yeah, I think you just feel different and I think we all have that um, worry that we're not quite fitting in like yep. we should. And I think in my 20s in particular, 
and now moving into my 30s, especially going through that breakup and then obviously starting again financially and starting a whole new career as well, it was daunting because I was looking around at all of my friends um, and peers and they were all married or having kids or they were well and truly Mm. established in their careers or they've got their houses or whatever they had going on was completely different to me. But I got to a point where I realized that doesn't matter and Mm. there's no time frame on anything, you know, anything you want you can make happen and you shouldn't have to worry about a time pushing you to do that. Yeah. So now I believe in that wholeheartedly. And do you think being different, when do you think you recognize that and and do you think it's it's helped you become who you are today and do you think you've been able to capitalize on the fact that you are a bit different because I know certainly for me I've felt that like I felt that I was different to certainly growing up my household was completely different I mean nobody yeah. had a household like mine and mm-hmm. we're not here to talk about my story but I have a disabled brother and mm-hmm. I had very young my mum had me at 16 my dad was 19 yes so you- four kids I was different and I didn't like the fact that I was different. I couldn't do what everyone else did, but mm-hmm. I reflect now and I go, I'm very grateful for all of those experiences yes. because it has made me think differently and I can capitalise on the way that I think because it's not like everybody else. So tell me about that for you Yeah. because um, I, think, I, I think we're getting to the point in society where we can see different as good yeah, and different is accepted, so. but there were times when obviously different Mate, it does, when you're the one that's different, you don't necessarily always feel that way. No, exactly right. And I think it was hard growing up, as I said, but I, you are right. It has made me who I am today. And so I think being unique or being different or, you know, being a voice for those people that maybe do feel that way mm-hmm. when they're younger, I think that's so important because I don't think I had someone that I would look up to as a kid that I felt that I could relate to. Mm-hmm. And I hope to be that for someone else. So I just think it's everyone is there, has their own limiting beliefs. Doesn't matter how pretty they are or how mm-hmm. rich they are or whatever. Everyone has their own limiting beliefs. And so when I think about that within myself, no one's focusing on me because they're too worried focusing on themselves. And I think I find comfort in that because it's special being yourself, isn't it? Yeah, really? Oh, it really is. And talking of feeling comfort, I feel comfort comfort now that I'm a little older. I mm-hmm. never used to, but now that I'm a little older, in those uncomfortable times and in those difficult times, I feel comfort knowing that I'm going to learn something out of this experience, even mm-hmm. if it's not going the way I wanted or my life is maybe not panning out in a certain way. I feel comfort in the fact that I'm just going to grow with it and there will be something that I can take out of this to learn and grow as an individual and as a person. And this is the path I'm meant to be on for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And it's only with perspective now that I look back and I can see that, you know, when I was younger, I used to think I was really hard done by because I couldn't do all the things that Mm -hmm. all the other kids were doing for a number of um, different reasons, but they have made me who I am today. They've made me resilient and strong and all of those things that I need. They're the tools in my tool belt now. And Totally. And it's understanding of life and that helps you relate to other people as well. I think when you do go through those hardships growing up, it does. It makes you more aware of what's around you and the world itself. And it does make you more grateful for the little things that other people probably take for granted. Absolutely. And and I think, you know, having young parents, not having a lot of money to go around, Mm -hmm. you I was watching every every cent of it and my mum actually wasn't very 
good with money. Like she just, and, and I think watching her and her relationship to money helped me really understand what I should and shouldn't do. And sometimes those, those are the examples yeah. and it's having the wisdom to go, yes, I'm going to be like that. Or maybe, no, I'm, I'm not going to be like that. Totally. So, and I think all of the experiences that you're talking about has helped you become the person that you are today. And that you're, and you're going to continue to grow and develop yourself, and and go on your journey. So, yeah. speaking of your journey, I know that I know how you came to be uh, a client of my budget. But mm-hmm. talk to me about the journey and how you're feeling about your financial situation. You know, prior to joining my budget, was your finances something that you worried about? Did you ever lose sleep over her, or was it that you were really, you know, looking to just do better with what you have. Like, tell me a little bit about okay. that, and let's get underneath how you felt because I think for a lot of people, there's there's a worry about oh, I have to come forward and talk about my financial situation. Yeah, terrifying. It's it's terrifying. Yeah, and are people going to judge me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, I'm already different. Am I going to be judged now by this? And it's absolutely the complete opposite of that. It gives you the control that you want, but I want to. I want to hear your experience and your story. Yeah. So I think for many years, I thought about joining my budget. Like, and I'm talking going back five years, six years ago, whatever. And at the time, my partner wasn't really that keen on doing it, but neither of us were very good with money. We didn't know how to sort of save. And I think we both came from a different background where we didn't really have money growing up. So then when you did have it, you spent it. Because it was, I, I, it was just that mentality of how exciting I can actually do something right now with this money. Great. So when I came to my budget, I certainly, uh, like I said, I was going through all those changes. I had just got the job here back in Adelaide. So I'd done the two moves, Port Augusta twice, came back to Adelaide and I was still so struggling with money. Every week was pay to pay. And Oh, yeah, I just, like I said to you, I didn't feel uh, like in comparison to my other friends, I had it together and I was almost turning 30. So it felt very shameful is probably the word that I'd like to use is shameful because everyone else had the freedom to do this or that. And I didn't have that. And when it came to going to my budget and actually doing the consult, my goodness, my anxiety, I thought about cancelling that. I thought about cancelling it all morning. I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But obviously it was just every step I had to reassure myself that this is a great thing that I'm doing and I know I'll end up better off for it. Stress, 100%. Money, even, you know, yeah, money just brings me a lot of stress as far as trying to organize things. And it's not to do with the money itself. I don't mind. Money's never been an overly big motivator for me, but it's the stress of trying to figure it out and all these different moving parts. And I want to save money, but then I've got a bill coming in for this. And then I've got a bill coming in for that. And Oh, it just, it's overwhelming for me. I can't do that. It's, I'm a big picture person, not all these little details. And so my budget for me was the best thing to help take away that stress. And so I didn't have to worry about that side of things. It was getting taken care of. And I was also able to have money to do things that I wanted to do. Which is, I mean, just incredible. And I just want to say to you, I was so engaged listening to you talk so openly and honestly then about your situation and and your journey. But I want to say to you, well done to you because you did that. Yeah, thank you. You got yourself to the appointment. We're your partner in finance, but you did it and you're doing it all now because 
that is a real difficult situation. I mean, I don't know how many times that clients have arrived at my budget and we've rung them to see where they are and they're just still sitting in their car in the car park, mm-hmm. mustering up the courage to to come up and, you know, go through and talk out loud about their financial situation, which is a real difficult thing to do. I was just saying earlier that it's people would rather just sit there and talk about their talk to you about their sex life than they would about <laughs> so true <laughs> about their, their money you're not going to ask me to do that are you because it's, it's pretty bleak <laughs> i got uh, much more to say about money <laughs> oh that's good i can scrap that question off the list <laughs> that one's done that one's mm. done yeah so no i just i think well done i think well done to anybody who who actually says i'm going to just sort this out whether they mm. come to my budget or not that's beside the point. The point is just getting on top of that because it, like you just said, it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. creates anxiety. And I think if you can get someone to do that for you and you can focus on the things you're good at, like being a radio presenter and living your life and being a bundle of fun and joy. I mean, I've been around Davo people outside of a studio mm-hmm. and she's, just a great person, a great laugh, Thank you. and lives her best life. Yeah, and I really try. I think that's. I think life's too short to not live your best life, and you know, every day is a blessing. And I really and well and truly believe that. Every morning in the studio, I say to the boys, "Guys, we are so lucky. We are on radio. People are listening. We've got thousands of people listening to us right now. Talk crap like this is amazing. You know, because it's interesting crap. Yeah, it's interesting to us, right? It's <laughs> That like it's that just that banter that you know we all like we are social human beings yes. like we're social beings and we crave that and sometimes we want it but we're just we're sitting in our car on our own mm-hmm. you know listening to you guys have a chat and you know and I hope people are enjoying listening to us have a chat today and you're in your your natural habitat with a headphones on yes. and a, uh, not so much natural for me. Um, I'm, I'm still <laughs> You're learning. You're doing this amazing. Game. You're doing amazing. You know, it's I. I but I, I. This is my favorite bit. Talking mm-hmm. to clients. Like my clients are the reason I got up every single day and just pushed through any of the challenges, because I know the difference it makes in people's lives. Yes. And that's what motivates me as 100%. a person. Like you, I'm not motivated by the money. Mm-mm. Just as long as I've got enough to cover the bills. Yes. I'm happy. Exactly. I'm happy. This is about actually changing people's lives and having an impact on the community. Don't all of us at the end of our life want to look back and go, I did something meaningful? 100%. And for you, your meaningful is bringing people joy, listening to you on the radio, and it's all different for all of us. And and my joy is taking stress away from other people so they can do what they're really good at. Yeah, it's 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 and when you've got a career that's so rewarding and like that, it, it does feel so good at the end of the day to go, oh, I've done this or that. If I've made one person smile, then I go, yeah, job's done. Yep. You know, how oh, good. Abs- absolutely. And sometimes people really need that. Yeah. They want someone to make them smile. There's that much crap going on in the world. Mm-hmm. I think that all the time, like, you, you know, if there's someone that beeps their horn at me because I accidentally cut them off, and sorry about that because I do tend to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it is what um, it is. But I think, I think you know what, they, could have some, they didn't have to get that angry. I get it. But mm-hmm. that's okay. They've probably got stuff going on in their life that I don't know and I don't absolutely. understand. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But, you know, and but you just get over things and you feel grateful that, you know, you didn't have an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> totally. I will say with that My Budget appointment, though, so how I was feeling when I got there, 
was completely alleviated once I left. I was so happy that I went in there and I had the most beautiful consultant that spoke to me. I, I was with her, for, I think they're like a two-hour consulting yes. situation yep. you're doing when you're going through everything. And I just felt so comfortable. I felt so happy that I had this person that was very mm. understanding, empathetic and just got it. And she was so open as well with me, which made me feel more open and after that appointment, the weight off my shoulders, I was like, oh, thank goodness. I don't have to worry about it now. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like you can, as you're speaking, like I, and you were, you were talking about that situation, I could see the, the weight that was lifted off your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you can see that metaphorically with people, just their shoulders go up a little higher yes. and you just feel like, okay, I can get out there and face the world again. Mm -hmm. And it's not so bad. In no. fact, it's really great. It is. I've got the light at the end of the tunnel. I've got something to look forward to. And so what about you, Davo? What are you working towards? What, what, where's your journey? Where do you want your journey to take you professionally? But also, you know, with your, do you have any financial goals mm -hmm. that you want to share? So I think for me, uh, financial goals, being in radio, uh, you know, if an opportunity comes up interstate, I need to be able to go, right, I'll take that and get up and go. And mm. so I think for me, uh, at the moment, I'm living with my mom at home, which I actually adore. She is the most beautiful woman and I feel really lucky to have this time with her. Yeah. And I, but I do think, obviously, I don't want to live with her forever yeah. um, as much as she'd probably want me to, which is so oh, well, weird. that's beautiful. <laughs> most parents are trying to work out a plan to get their kids out of the house. No, we have a really nice relationship, <laughs> my mum and I. So, you know, I want to have that money to be able to go and be independent. And of course, later on down the track, I want my own house. I want that financial security where I feel mm. like I'm in a place where I can live my life and not have to worry from bill to bill, which I'm still working at because, hey, my budget is amazing, but I can still access my money, yeah. <laughs> which is a great bonus. It really is. But I am cheeky and I don't hold myself accountable enough, but I, I can't complain because I still have access to my money. I still have all my bills paid without worrying about it, but I can still live my life, my best life. Yeah, I mean, that, and that is the point, right? Life is there to be lived. It's mm -hmm. not about getting yourself to a point where you don't have any money for fun. You always want to be able to have money for fun and a good time as long as it's not impacting, you know, your your overall financial wellness. Yes. You know, as long as you're staying well, that's that's all that matters and that you're not stressed out about money. And I think it's absolutely brilliant that you're living at home with your mum if mm -hmm. you get along really well. I speak to some Year 11 students most years about just money and finances. Which they need to do more of that, by the way. I didn't, we didn't have any of that when I was in high school. And that is such a valuable life lesson. I do not understand why they don't teach it in schools. And it's just the basics where you see like students' eyes go, oh, you know, it's just the basic things. And I, one of the things I say, guys, if you can live at home with your parents, your parents might not want me to say this, but if you can <laughs> live at home with them for longer, you're going to save so much money. So be kind to your parents. Be yes, nice. Yes. Do the dishes and they ask you to and you'll get to live there a bit longer <laughs> yeah. and you can save some more money because it's expensive. Yes. And I really feel for young people today because, I mean, it was expensive when I when I was younger too, but it just feels um, more expensive. I mm -hmm. mean, the price of a house and a mortgage now compared to the average wage, it's about four times as much as what it was when I 
bought my house. Wow, yeah. It's, when I was 20. It's definitely house buying. Um, that's a whole ball game that I'm not even thinking about yet. But I definitely, for me, I know one day that will come into the, the situation. Mm-hmm. But for the moment, I'm just really happy living my life, saving a bit of money, you know, getting ready for that next chapter in my life and my career and just seeing what happens, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and going with the flow and trusting that this is the path that you're supposed to be on, mm-hmm. and I and I and I think it's a a great path that you're on, Davo. So, going back to you know feeling like we're on the right path, and talk to me about gratitude mm-hmm. because it's it's a real theme of this podcast. Is you know our our guests and clients that we have on uh, the. Uh, uh, I always have something really to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I think if all of us could learn the act of gratitude and being grateful and em- employ that more in our life, then I think it would just be a better world that we live in. Mm-hmm. So that's why we wanted to shine a light on that. And I'm interested to hear about you and what you're grateful for or your experiences with gratitude. So I think I've probably got two main ones that I think about. I think a lot of females especially are very body conscious and worried about how they look and whatever. And my body has gone through many changes throughout my life. And I have been very um, critical of that with myself for a long time. Mm. But touching on what I said to you before about my dad um, being physically disabled, I am so grateful for a body that allows me to move, walk, run, I can do anything I want. You know, it doesn't matter what it looks like. I am grateful that I have an able body and I am also so grateful for my mum. These two things are things in my life that I just don't take for granted every day. And my mum in particular, she's such a strong woman. She's done like she's been through a lot in her life, but she is so funny. I get a lot of my sense of humour from her (laughs) and she's so beautiful and she just she doesn't even realize how much she lights up a room. And I just, I'm so grateful to have her by my side. And yeah, she's amazing. Well, I think you got that trait from your mum lighting up a room because you certainly do that. Oh, thank you so much. Your dad, uh, you said he is, sorry, what was the word that you used? Physically disabled. He's physically disabled. So he has passed now. Oh, okay. um, so it is just me and my mum. Sorry to hear that. No, that's okay. He passed away when I was 19. So, And I saw him with his physical disability from when I was quite a young age. So for me growing up with that, you know, I'm like, so that's why I'm grateful for my body Mm. and I'm grateful for what I can do. But I also am grateful for the opportunities that life can give you. And that's why I do wake up every day and say, I can't believe I get to do this because I know what it's like and I've seen what it's like when you can't. Mm. And Mm. yeah, you just got to be so grateful for what you've got, you know. I mean, absolutely. And I think when you have an experience like you like with your dad and mm-hmm. his um, physical disability, it gives you something, a baseline to go, oh, my God, I'm grateful for this. Mm-hmm. And I think that more of us need to think about things like that and go, my life is actually pretty good. I don't mm-hmm. know why I'm complaining about the girl that cut me off at the light. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Um, So it's just going, okay, well, I have two working legs, I have two working arms, you know, I can see all of these things are the things that we, and I just think being born into Australia or living in Australia, Mm -hmm. there's so many things that we can find in our life, even if our life's pretty terrible at this point in time, Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, there are things that we can find to be grateful for. and And it's a great strategy to help us get through those difficult, dark days to go, actually, 
I'm grateful for what I do have Absolutely. and don't focus on what I don't have because mm-hmm. when you do that, that just ends in disaster. Yeah, I mean, and you can definitely get caught in that trap. But as a, as you said, reminding yourself of what to be grateful for, there is actually so much in the li- in your life that you can be grateful for. I mean, the sun setting and, you know, the sun rising mm-hmm. and just there's this, uh, there's a load. I could talk forever on um, on gratitude. So moving forward, where do you want to go? What is it, that, you know, if we, if we fast forward 20 years, where is it that you want to be and what do you want to be doing and and how does that because I always say money interrelates to your life but you know money is only the enabler Mm -hmm. that's it it's what it's you setting these goals and it doesn't even have to be 20 let's go five or whatever you wherever you feel comfortable with a year away yeah so I think for me in the next say you know five years I want to be like radio is my passion. I love it. I also love podcasting. So for me, I want to be able to have a successful podcast. I'd love to be on a commercial radio station, breakfast or drive, whatever. I'll take it. Anyone listening who yes. works in radio, uh, you can look Davo up yes. on LinkedIn. Yes, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I am on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yes. Yeah, check her out. Uh, so yeah, I think commercial radio. And I think, but I do think, you know, the uh, such an important thing in this life is human connection and having someone in your life that you can love. And I mean, obviously yourself, loving yourself is number one, but I'd love to be able to share my life with someone as I get a little bit older. But I definitely think career-wise, I just want to say sky's the limit and just keep pushing and seeing what happens and hopefully I can make a difference in someone else's life. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're you're already doing that and it's just a matter of making a difference in more people's life. So well done. Um, David, do you know what your podcast, what what you'd want to talk about? I think it'd be emotion based. So for me, I think I'd like to do a podcast where I focus on a particular emotion with different guests each week. And we talk about experiences or funny stories or things in life that has, um, you know, led you to feel a certain way. So we'll soon see. Fingers crossed. We'll see how we go. Beautiful. Well, best of luck with that. If there's anything that we can do to help you on that journey, you just let me know. Okay. So we're, we're coming to the finale. Ali, mm-hmm. And I want to, we're asking all of our guests this question. So it, it's more about the message you want to get out to the world. So think okay. of it as a billboard, think of it as a sandwich board. Okay. Think of it as, you know, one of those things that fly in the air. What are they, the blimps? Yeah, the blimps. Yeah. Nice. Right. Yeah. If there okay. was a message on a blimp going okay. across the beautiful Glenelg Beach. All right. Um, what message would you like to get out to the world? Oh, gosh, I think... It would have to be something to do with being kind to everyone always because you never know what they're going through. And I think that that is massive for me and loving yourself. So I think there's two there. Uh, I'm sorry, but love yourself is so important. And I think, uh, yeah, be kind to others because, gosh, people are going through it every single day. I, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. That That is beautiful, Dave. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting shivers. Oh, like, stop. Doing this podcast is <laughs> nice. quite emotional and I love that. Be kind always. And I know it's not easy for people to do, but pull yourself into it, people, Mm -hmm. and just be kind always. And love yourself. Mm. I was just saying this to a friend the other day. I said, stop using the filters. 
I want to see what I look like when I'm like 60 because I'll probably look back and think I look good now. Like oh. I, I remember when I was 20, I look and cringe <laughs> at the photos and now I'm going, damn, you look good. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> see, these are the things you've got to be grateful in the moment because, the yeah, otherwise you're just you, you're looking back with regret and I always think that I'll like look back a year ago and go, gosh, she was hot. <laughs> yes. What's going on? And, like- <laughs> and how did you feel when you had that photo? You are like, oh, my yes. God, I need to crop that. Yeah. Oh, that's my bad leg. No. It's not standing right. You know? No, you can't do that. You just love yourself because you're the yeah. your biggest supporter and you're the, at the end of the day you go home and at the even if you've got people around you, you are really with yourself. So You are. Yeah. You are. And you said this earlier. You said, oh, I'm on billboards and this and that. I had, I, like, I don't know about you, but when I, I, when I started going on our TV ads and I was on backup buses and stuff and stuff that you're doing now, I just had to let it all go. I just yeah. had to go be with it. No exactly. one cares what you look like. It's not exactly. about that. It's, it's not. not about that because I'd be like critiquing everything and, oh, my God, why did they use that picture? They could have picked a better one, you know, but, you know, you just got to let it go. But that doesn't matter, does it, because no. you're a boss babe you're so <laughs> successful and you are a beautiful person inside and out you can tell that Tammy so it doesn't actually matter does it no it those doesn't. little oh, things thank in you. life that's very kind of you saying that see be kind always yeah there you go boom. and on that note I think <laughs> boom mic drop <laughs> <laughs> sounds good thank you so much for having me thanks Dave I really appreciate it no worries thanks for joining us today to hear more about our stories and budgeting tips head to mybudget.com.au to check out our resources there We've got free budget plans that you can download. And if you're interested in taking that next step so you can start living your life free from money worries, just give us a call and book in your free appointment. It won't cost you anything but your time. My Budget Australian Financial Services Licence and Australian Credit Licence number 391759.